0: Welcome back. Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita study. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan Prabhu, our teacher and good friend. We call him CC. And Balaram. Balaram's here today, and we are excited. This is great. Thank you for being here, Balaram.
1: Thank you all. Happy.
0: We are on day 10 of our Bhagavad Gita study, and we are starting with text 41 um in chap chapter 1 text 41 so where where are we here we just talked about um we just heard arjuna's points for not wanting to fight and the impact that would have on the social structure um so, yeah. so yeah.
2: yes thank you so let's go ahead with it so sankaro
0: Translation, an increase of unwanted population certainly causes hellish life both for the family and for those who destroy the family tradition. The ancestors of such corrupt families fall down because the performances for offering them food and water are entirely stopped.
2: In this particular section of the Bhagavad Gita, which is almost toward the last part of the first chapter, the first chapter has 46 texts, and we are in the 41st. So overall, Arjuna from the 27th text onwards is giving his reasons for not fighting. Now, some of those reasons we can relate with immediately. And some of those reasons, they are coming from a particular worldview that he was inhabiting at that particular time. So, now, basically, at least in this part, he's saying that we are not just two individuals fighting against each other. We are a part of a large community that is a part of a tradition. And in one sense, he could say they're not just two communities, rather, it's like, yes, they're two communities, but they're two or both are parts of one larger tradition, the same Kuru dynasty. They're one dynasty which has its own traditions. And he's saying that if we fight, it's not just two of us fighting against each other, it's two traditions fighting against each other. And what is going to happen is, it's not just either one of us will be destroyed. It is more that the entire tradition could get destroyed. One humanity will go on, but the future generations, they'll have a very dark future. And within that particular worldview, it's implicit that this life is not the only life that we live. This, there's this life, and after that we either go to the higher level of existence or a lower level of existence so the idea is that after we end this life where we go it depends not just on our karma so somebody can go high up but the kind of legacy that we have created in the world over here mm-hmm. so our legacy our descendants Their actions also shape our destination. And does he saying that even if we are acting virtuously, even if somebody thinks that, okay, I fought this war for a virtuous purpose, but still in future generations, we'll be have, we'll have created a legacy of chaos, a legacy of disorder. And thus we, whoever, even if they have ascended to higher level, they will fall down to a hellish level. So if the legacy is virtuous, then they perform certain they do they live in a virtuous way. They perform some practices for not only for their own well being, but for the well-being of their ancestors also. So without getting into technicalities of all this, this particular worldview, the key point is that Arjuna is thinking long term. Arjuna is he's thinking not just I don't want to fight because it doesn't feel good to me. He's saying that I don't want to fight because the consequences are catastrophic. In many ways, Arjuna is far sighted. But what Krishna will later say is that he is not far sighted enough. But hmm. far-sighted can also be much bigger. So I was going
0: <laughs> I was going to say that yeah. I feel like his reasonings keep zooming out and out and out in terms of his reasonings not to fight, you know, and this one is really big. Like when you're when you're like his context that he's looking at, he's looking at the future generations. And, you know, before it's like, I'm not going to enjoy the kingdom. Yeah, that's fair. Then he's expanded. Oh, unwanted progeny. Yeah. That's also, but he just keeps zooming out and out his perspective of his reasons not to fight. And it's like, yeah, okay. That all makes sense. Right.
2: That's beautifully put zooming outwards. I'd say his first reason is that they're my relatives. How can I kill them? No. Then he says that after that, he says that, okay, uh, What's the point of you might get a kingdom? But kingdoms worthless without relatives. Hmm? Without if it comes at not just without them, at worthless, yeah, worthless if price is death of relatives. Then he goes on and says, But what is their aggressors? Well, they may be aggressors, but Still, they are my relatives. They are aggressors. They are motivated by greed. Why should I be motivated by greed? I am not. So I shouldn't stoop to their level. Then he's going further. And then he's saying that, and it's not just my motivation, I'm thinking about society in future. So in one sense, society in future that society will be degraded. There are no protectors for society. The vulnerable sections will be exploited. And then in one sense, this is also at the same level. There's a slight differences. This is, this is one's future life. Not just my own, but in general, our society's future life. That's what he's talking about over here. In this way, he is actually zooming out, as you nicely put. Hmm. Will there any comments before me, move ahead?
1: I've never seen that before. That's very interesting. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Thank you. So now, if we go to the next verse, he stays after this. Doshe re tair kulagnanam, <laughs> karan sankarakaar kai utsadhyante jati dharma kuladharmash armaashcha shashvataha.
0: You want
1: to read this one, Valram? Sure. By the evil deeds of those who destroy the family tradition and thus give rise to unwanted children, all kinds of community projects and family welfare activities are devastated.
2: Yeah, he's now again coming back to this plane and he's talking about how the leaders of society, the protectors of society are destroyed. Then everything falls apart eventually. Sometimes we think of society. One of the common illusions in human society is that the way the world is today, if the world is like this today, tomorrow is just going to be an extension of today. But there's no guarantee of that. That is tomorrow going to be an extension of today? Could be, could not be. Uh, It could be very different. If somehow the order... Maintainers of society are destroyed or they get misled or whatever happens today might be here but tomorrow might be a, in a very dark direction so he's he's talking in terms of that long term future and he's saying no I see tomorrow to be very dark and the system that a protected society will all be going away and in one sense you could say that Arjuna is here approaching this war not just from the perspective of the present. You consider that the past, this is the present, there is the past and there's a the future. So Arjuna is thinking it not just in terms of the present or the immediate context around the present. He's seeing it it is a bigger past and a bigger future the distant past also and the distant future also so
0: there's something so thing? there's something yeah, so relatable and likable about arjuna And right? he's like he's just he's so caring and concerned for not just himself not just his family just everybody and society at large he's trying to make the best decision It's, it's
1: really admirable. (laughs) Mm. Can I ask a question, Prabhu?
2: Yeah, sure, please.
1: Um, you know, I often hear people, uh, talk about the Gita as being somewhat repetitive. And this kind of, we learn by hearing something repeatedly and as I read the section, I think of in my own life, when I'm arguing for something I want, sometimes, you know, you make your point by repeating it, saying, oh, you know, I really want uh, pasta for dinner, and pasta would be so nice, and it would be so good if we had pasta. So I've really not said anything, but just repeated myself. But you're bringing out the subtlety of these arguments. So I remember the first time I read this section thinking, uh, you know, that... um these two verses were actually saying the same thing because family tradition is the same as community projects in my head. So do you agree that these Mm. are I'm thinking that's what I'm trying to seek out is how these are different. So can you help understand how these are different?
2: Okay, it's a good question. So the Sanskrit words, if you look at Jati Dharma and Kula Dharma. So but that's it's we humans are embedded in many social structures. In the society that Arjuna was a part of, you know, Jati is more like sorry, kula is more like genealogical. Genealogical group that's called as Kula. Now so you're know, saying that I'm a part of a dynasty and there are dynasty duties which keep society functioning. And beyond that, he's also talking about Jati Dharma. Now, jati is similar to Varana, which is more like an occupational duty. It's a more like an occupational group. So when you talk about the occupational group, it's bigger. So, if you see in human history, sometimes people who are of similar professions group together. Say people who are goldsmiths, they all have their own, own society. So like that, he's saying that this is not just a fight between that will destroy our dynasty. Which is true, but he's saying as a part of our dynasty, there are Kshatriyas, there are warriors from various other dynasties who have come here. And because of that, the warrior class itself will end up destroyed. And that's why he says Kula Dharma and Jati Dharma. So both will be destroyed. So you could say family is, Kula is more a family. And Jati is more referring to community. So you could say that one family is doing the, say the business of weaving. And somehow if they are destroyed, okay, that's bad. But if the entire viewer community is destroyed, then that's going to be a significantly more problem. And if, if the entire society is bereft of the community of protectors, then there will be chaos in society. So when he's using the word traditions, it's, uh, it's not just some a sentimental thing from the past that you have to keep doing. It's, see, traditions actually give us a sense of identity. If we have the American Independence Day or Indian Independence Day, certain things are done at that time. And those are a link with our past. And that you could say is symbolic, but it's more than symbolic. We have birthday celebrations. We have certain activities which steal our link with where we come from. And then they also remind us, that, okay, this is what I'm expected to do. This is how I'm meant to function in life. This is how I should be responsible. So when that when we are not grounded in in our past, in the history from where we came from, then we can become swept away by any and every wave that comes our way. So what he's talking about here is that the things which ground society the the dynastic duties and the broader occupational duties dharma, and jati dharma, both will be destroyed, and thus, there is similarity, but it's a broader grouping over there. Okay. Thank they you. That does your question.
1: Yes. Um, I have a follow up if you'd like, or we can move on. Go
2: sure. ahead. Um, mm-hmm.
1: You can hear it. And if you like it, you can uh, share some more. Um, I was thinking, I've also heard in, in Gita classes, sometimes people use the kind of destruction that are is contemplating to understand our world today, to understand the difference between The world at the time that Arjuna spoke and now they say things have worsened in this Kali Yuga age. And so thinking on this example of genealogical group, the Kula, you know, I think, like I myself am Irish Scottish from Scotland. And sometimes I meet people who are, they look like they could be my brother, you know, and they live in some other state, you know, some distant relative, you know, uh, meanwhile, the people I associate with and live with are from all over the world, from all different places. Uh, so, you know, in trying to understand Arjuna's point, trying to make sense of the world as I see it, um, can we understand that some of these things may have already happened?
2: Yeah. Uh, these are these kind of catastrophes or disasters. Unfortunately, they are. They're scarily repetitive throughout human history. And we are being uprooted from our moorings as people have trans, people are transmigrated for education, for business, for political refuge, for whatever reasons. So yes, I would say that it may not be only because of war, but yes, there is a significant loss of grounding from a material perspective and there's definitely loss of grounding from spiritual perspective that's why so many people feel lost nowadays and that's why this, even if we can't be very strongly materially grounded in the past at least when we talk about our roots is hope people had idea discover your roots so we could discover our roots historically we could discover our roots culturally we could discover our roots geographically we could discover our roots genetically and all these are important, but ultimately, these are material from a material perspective. But beyond these, we have our roots spiritually. Who we are at our core, where have we come from, and what does it imply for our destiny. So, the Gita will go towards this, focusing on the spiritual grounding of our identity. And that how, at the material level, things may change, but at the spiritual level, they can be kept unchanging. So That's we'll discuss this in the next chapter. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you.
0: We don't um, have a lot of time left. Maybe time for just yeah. one.
2: You. you want to make some comments? No. We'll take the next one next time.
0: Uh, we I'm can take sure. the next Yeah, either way.
2: Yeah, so let's see. Arjuna is now O Krishna,
0: maintainer of the people, I have heard by disciplic succession that those whose family's traditions are destroyed de- dwell always in hell. That's heavy. <laughs> yeah.
2: So he is talking here that this is not just my ideas, my fears, my apprehensions. He's saying this is something which is time-honored wisdom. I've heard it from wise people in the past that if we cause destruction of society, then we will have to pay the price. Even if we are no longer here, the price has to be paid. There is a worldview which goes beyond our present life, and that worldview will be explored later. Rajana is a part of that society where he is looking at the future consequences, And in the next verse, he will talk about what is his decision thereafter. So we'll continue that in the next session. Wonderful.
0: Would you like to summarize for us, CC.
2: Sure. I think we discussed two main points today. One was that Robin Arjuna is talking about when the society is filled with people who are And there's an unwanted progeny, then that leads to social devastation. And so he is, we talk about, he's far sighted. His reasons are zooming outward and outward and outward. He's thinking from a bigger, broader perspective. That is good. And you'll see how Krishna will take his vision further than that also. And next one, we discussed about how he is talking from the perspective of the broader destruction of society. It's in terms of the family, the dynasty, and in terms of the occupational community, both. So he is uh, overall considering that the consequences of the action are going to echo not just from this present moment and around it to a small distance, but they're going to echo over a large, large distance. And thus, he he feels that maybe that this fight shouldn't be there, that I shouldn't be fighting this war. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: Thank you.